0: Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. In this episode, you'll hear about the emerging field of medical cannabis from pharmacist Joseph Friedman with PDI Medical in Illinois. Joe walks us through some of the basics of medical cannabis and explains the pharmacist's role in this industry. He also shares some resources to check out if you want to learn more about the medical cannabis industry. Great. So today we have a special guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Our guest, Joseph Friedman, is a pharmacist and the COO at PDI Medical, the professional dispensaries of Illinois. Joe received his pharmacy degree from UIC College of Pharmacy and his MBA from Lake Forest. Joe, welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast.
1: Thank you, Hillary. Uh, Thrilled to be here.
0: Wonderful. And now that our listeners have heard a little bit about your background, maybe you can fill in any gaps from that intro and tell us a bit about your personal life.
1: Sure. Uh, well, um, I am. Um, I opened up a medical cannabis dispensary um, almost two years ago, actually two years as of November uh, the 21st and uh, you know, my background is I've been a pharmacist for many years. Um, I've been both in a retail hospital and other pharmacy practices, um, but most of my background has been in the corporate world. Um, I've got a business degree from Lake Forest Graduate School of Management here in Illinois, and that opened up some doors, and that's basically where I spent the lion's share of my my, my career and um, and when you know the corporate uh, situation blew up uh, you know you get older and there is definitely job discrimination unfortunately out there. Um, I fell back on my pharmacy degree uh, and I worked in a compounding pharmacy in preparation for getting into uh, what was to become Illinois' medical cannabis industry. And I was fortunate uh, after submitting an application to be one of the Um, 60 selected high-scoring applications to uh, open up a medical cannabis dispensary in Illinois, and that's what I've been doing.
0: How fascinating. And Joe, you've really positioned yourself as one of the leading experts in the medical cannabis field and recently spoke during the NCPA conference. Can you tell us just a bit more about the journey that you took to get into this work?
1: Sure. Well, you know, my feeling is that, uh, you know, the cannabis industry—it's it's diverging into two directions. One is adult use, and one is medical use. Now we're familiar with the adult or recreational use, uh, you know, for for decades. And so you know, you um, <laughs> you have a joint, you have a bong, you smoke, and you get high, and you feel pretty good. Now, you know, that's basically the um, the side of cannabis that I was familiar with up until you know the last five years when I started to look at. You know what is cannabis from a medicinal standpoint, and so that's when I started to take a leap into understanding, and I was blown away by all of the antidotal information that's out there. Um, You know, even in the first uh, states that that legalize medical cannabis, California and Colorado, and so with Illinois coming on board, um, I decided to take the leap. and and get into the industry. Now, you know, through and and leading up to this recent presentation at the National Community Pharmacists Association, uh, I have been trying uh, to position the idea of pharmacist involvement in this industry by uh, writing articles and doing press releases and getting my name out there, um, you know, both in the pharmacy industry as well as the cannabis industry and you know what, Hillary, uh, this is all about credibility. And you can have people um, that are you know, behind the counter in a medical cannabis dispensary. And they're, they're, something really falls short from the standpoint of the kind of information that gets exchanged and care that gets exchanged, especially for patients that walk in that have serious illnesses that are on polypharmacy that really need a healthcare professional to help them. So the idea of giving presentations to pharmacy groups and associations is really to open up that door and let pharmacists know, hey, you know, we've got an important position in this industry because cannabis is a medicine and it's not a benign medicine. There are drawbacks and everyone needs to understand that.
0: Absolutely. And I, that's why I'm so excited to have you on the podcast because in Tennessee, there is legislation that's currently being developed and will likely be under review during the spring 2018 session. And the language does include uh, that pharmacy will likely play a role in the medication counseling uh, piece of the medical cannabis. And Joe, you know, many pharmacists really haven't had a lot of exposure to medical cannabis and the benefits. And so I'm so thankful that you're kind of helping to educate others across the country. Could you walk us through just some of the basics? Like what is medical cannabis? How does that different from marijuana or pot? And and how can pharmacy play a role in this emerging new treatment?
1: Sure. Well, you know, when you, when you dive in and take a look, okay, what is medical cannabis? Uh, you know, there's information that most people understand. Everyone is familiar with THC, tetrahydrocannabidiol, That is the psychoactive component. But what about the other cannabinoids that are in the plant? Um, I had an experience with with a um, the father of a patient the other day. Um, the the patient uh, has. Seizure disorders. Um, you know the dad is very involved, and what happened recently is the father admitted the son into the hospital for some studies uh, to find out. Okay, let's let's give him a seizure and see what parts of his brain are affected, so we can go ahead and treat that. Now this patient has been, um, you know, a patient of mine at PDI Medical for about a year now, and has been successfully controlling his seizures with. Uh, with cannabinoids, with cannabis products that we, we, we recommended. So, um, you know, fast forward to this father being in a local hospital and getting the okay from the pharmacy department in that hospital to keep cannabis um, or forms of cannabis, you know, you know, being dispensed. And when the father said, well, you know, my son is on, you know, this patch you know, that contains CBD and THC and he's other on some other you know inhalation products um, you know the, he asked the pharmacist well you know do you have these products in the pharmacy and the the hospital pharmacist said, well yeah we've got marinol <laughs> and and so the father said, well you know there's no way I want my son to have a synthetic version of THC he needs to have CBD do you have that and the pharmacist said, well what's CBD so you know that that is just an indicator that we really need to step up the education. Um, you know, I'm, I'm giving you a long answer to your question, Hillary. But you know, you've got um, you know greater than 80 cannabinoids in the whole plant, and you know that includes what's most popular, THC, but also CBD, cannabidiol. And if anyone in our audience has ever watched any of the Sanjay Gupta cnn documentaries you know uh, sanjay gupta is um, a neurosurgeon and his chief correspondent for the cnn network um you know weed weed one we Two. i encourage everyone to you know google that and watch these these fantastic um, productions um, there's a little girl named charlotte and she had a severe form of childhood epilepsy called Gervais syndrome and There was a group in Colorado, the Stanley Brothers, who produced a plant um, that was very high in CBD, very low in THC, and there was no success selling that product because no one got high on it. But when an extract was made of this particular strain, uh, it was given to this little girl, and she went from having 300 seizures a day to two a month. So, CBD was quite dramatic from the standpoint of raising the seizure threshold and doing something no other Western medication over the course of this short life of this child uh, has been able to accomplish.
0: Yes, well, thank you for highlighting just all of the different uh complexities and uh, things that that pharmacists and other healthcare professionals. Really need to start learning about uh, as medical cannabis becomes more widespread across the country. Uh, that's that's incredibly helpful, and, and I definitely see a big need there. Could you walk us through maybe a typical patient experience? Like, what types of patients are eligible for the medication, and what might they expect when coming to your dispensary?
1: Sure, Hillary. Uh, you know, one thing I also wanted to mention, and this is so important at this point. Is you know we've got uh, an opioid epidemic going on in this country. There's 144 people that die every day, and in the states where medical cannabis ha- is legal, there's a 25 percent drop in in opioid related deaths. So this is you know one important part of what pharmacists can um, learn and understand and appreciate is we've got something that could be a part of the solution for the opioid epidemic. And unfortunately, we don't have the federal government that uh, seems to be understanding, supporting, and realizing this. So so to your question, what do I do when a patient walks in? Uh, We've got 41 qualifying conditions in Illinois. Now that may seem like a lot, but there's only a handful that are really out there. There are rare neurological conditions that doctors never see in their careers. So uh, when a patient gets their medical cannabis card in Illinois, and and that is no easy task, it's expensive and time-consuming, they walk into my dispensary, I have them fill out an intake form. This intake form is very similar to what a patient would fill out walking into a doctor's office for the first time. And it contains demographic information, um, eating habits, exercise, Um, most important is the list of medications the patient is on, and I use that information to help us help the patient. So we'll sit down, we'll go through who that patient is, what are is what what's been going on, their medical history, and their goals of therapy. Now, a lot of them come in, and you know there's a lot of concern. You know they only remember cannabis from the '70s and, and you know Woodstock, and so what I what I what i do in that first consultation which can take anywhere from 15 minutes to 2 hours is go through cannabis 101 you know what is cannabis you know looking at the species sativa versus indica um, Rudialis is another species and then we drill down into the cannabinoid profile the ratios of cbd uh, thc and and then also the different um Routes of administration that we have the inhalation, the, the tinctures, the edibles, the topicals, and then how these different routes of administration can be a part of the therapy that the patient would take to alleviate whatever they're in there for, you know, pain, seizures, um, muscle contraction, sleep. Um, they're, they have cancer. They, you know, they, they'd like something to deal with the, the nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea from cancer chemotherapy, um, and 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 then pain. So once we walk them through, you know, cannabis 101, um, then I turn it over to one of my product specialists who knows our inventory like the back of their hands, and we select products for them to walk out and try. Now that first meeting, there's a lot of trial and error. What we try to do is minimize. The air and get them to a benefit a lot quicker than what they would experience walking into a dispensary that doesn't have a healthcare professional who just hands them a menu and and, and they ask them, hey, you know, what do you want? Um, and so the second visit um, is very productive because we have an understanding, and this is part of you know the clinical outcomes. I would say what we're doing at PDI Medical is we are pharmacist practitioners. It's the closest thing to you know, that kind of designation that that I've ever experienced in any other kind of pharmacy position.
0: That is fascinating. Thank you for walking us through that. So, Joe, are you seeing any generational differences in support of medical cannabis, or are there any other trends that you're seeing across the country?
1: Generational differences. Well, you know, if we take a look at the typical patient walking into PDI Medical, uh, they're female. They're over fifty, um, and you know that's that's that would be probably the the lion's share of the patients that walk in. Now I've got patients from all walks of life, male, female, young and old. I've got patients as young as three years old um, coming in. Um, <laughs> well, of course their parents are bringing them in, but. you know, I'm working with the pediatrician or the pediatric neurologist or pediatric oncologist to help with the therapy that could could help them with their underlying condition. Um, So things going on around the country, um, what we're finding and, and Hillary, this is, I think, going to be thrilling to you and also to our audience is we now have pharmacist mandates in. Um, Connecticut, Massachusetts, New York, um, uh, Minnesota, and now Arkansas, and Pennsylvania as well. Um, And I think Tennessee is now in the process of taking a look and, and coming up with a program. And I'm hoping there's going to be a pharmacist mandate in Tennessee as well.
0: Yeah, it's certainly looking like that's kind of the direction that they're wanting to go. Keep it very restricted, um, focusing on the medical benefits. Um, so I'm, I'm eager to see how that develops. So, Joe, how would pharmacists go about learning more about this industry? I know you've just come out with a new website, Canna RPH, that helps pharmacists walk through uh, the application process for uh, a dispensary. Are there – could you tell us more about that and then maybe if there are any other um, places to go to get more knowledge?
1: Sure. Sure. Um- I have a relationship with three different colleges of pharmacy where we have pharmacy students doing clinical rotations. They're six-week clinical rotations in our dispensary, and it's fantastic. So what I send out to these pharmacy students in preparation is all the information that they need to even walk into the inner sanctum of my dispensary. So that's a process. But I also send them um, links to um, other websites where there's good educational content. Uh, Greenflower media is is fantastic. It's a it's a website that that records uh, speakers at conventions on areas of cannabis expertise and that's fantastic. The realm of caring, that's another great resource. Um, Canna RPH. This is a new company that that um, I and another pharmacist from Minnesota, uh, have developed and that website is almost up and running. We've got a splash page right now, but we are putting going to put educational content on it. Um, also my it guy who lives in Indiana developed a fantastic website that has a lot of good educational content on it. Uh, and Indiana is coming around and there, There's, there's hopefully going to be a pharmacist mandate in Indiana. In fact, I've got a representative from Indiana um, who is spearheading the legalization of cannabis, or the program in Indiana, the medical program? Um, he's coming to PDI Medical on November the 16th for a tour and an informational working lunch. Uh, and I've got a lot of you know, other individuals that are showing up to that working lunch that are going to be talking about, you know, the good and the bad and the ugly of Illinois' program, so Indiana can, um, you know, have a have a great program. Um, so there's, you know, if anyone is interested, I'm happy to send them the email that I send to pharmacy students that contain all the information and the links. In fact, there's one additional one, um, Dr. Um, Dr. David Cassaret, uh, he's a physician based out of Philadelphia. I believe he's moved to another state, but he did a Ted med talk, um, which is fantastic. It's 12 minutes long. And uh, Dr. Cassaret just goes through, you know, 12 minutes of great information about what changed his mind uh, and what convinced him that medical cannabis is, you know, has has value. And you know, and there's there's a lot to it. Uh, in fact, he wrote a book called Stoned, um, which I, I've read and I highly recommend it.
0: Yeah. Well, fascinating. Those are a lot of great resources and we'll make sure to put those all in the show notes for our listeners. Um, so Joe, what was, what would you say was the biggest hurdle for you getting into the medical cannabis industry?
1: Well, we've got a number of hurdles. Uh, the biggest hurdle on, on, on my end is just submitting this application. It was 400 pages and, uh, you know, and the and the selection process in Illinois was very political. So you know, I was crossing my fingers, thinking, okay, you know, we're we're a, we're a mom and pop group. Um, we aren't a corporation. We're we're not big alcohol, big pharma, or big tobacco. So h- how am I ever going to be able to get one of these coveted licenses? But you know, I, I, I lucked out. Um, you know, the credibility from my application. Um, myself, there's another pharmacist. He's a compounding pharmacist. And then we have two lawyers. I think that was probably the best possible group to put together an application. Um, The the lawyers are great at writing, and, of course, the pharmacists have the credibility. Uh, Some of the other big challenges that we have is we've got a governor in Illinois who is against the program. Um, That's kind of tough to deal with. In almost two years, we have not had um, a, a lot of progress we have in Illinois 25,000 25, patients after two years. Um, that's pretty pathetic. And the reason for that is we don't have a lot of the right qualifying conditions, including chronic pain, on the list. Plus, patients in Illinois need to be fingerprinted, and we need to do a passport photo. They're treated like criminals, so it's an expensive process. And just to get a card in, in Illinois, it takes up to 90 days now. Um that's not good. It's a broken system, and you know, we're hoping for relief during the gubernatorial um, campaign and election in 2018.
0: That That's very helpful just to kind of lay out some of the challenges for other pharmacists who might be getting into the business. But of course, you've got some great resources uh, and can can assist with applications and things like that. Um, This has been incredibly valuable to help uh, educate and just highlight the pros and the cons and, and just provide more education about the medical cannabis industry. And as our final question, Joe, I ask all of my guests, what is some advice that you would tell your younger self or for other pharmacists out there who are just getting started in their career?
1: I would tell my younger self to uh, pay more attention to what's going on. If, if this is a, a dream and, 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 and something that, you know, I, I wanted to do in my future, I probably would have taken a look, you know, 10 years, 12 years ago at what was going on more deeply in California and in Colorado. Uh, you know, I started looking at into this four to five years ago, but I wish I had started looking into this 15 years ago. Uh, I, I probably would have been you know in, in much better shape from the standpoint of of you know everything that I've done to, the, to to date.
0: Well, thank you, Joe, for sharing that helpful information and it was so great to have you as a guest on the talk to your pharmacist podcast. Sure. And then
1: one last thing I wanted to mention, Hillary is I am always thrilled to uh, have conversations and email exchanges with other um, fellow pharmacists. So, um, you know, my email address, if I, can I leave my email address?
0: Absolutely. Okay, so it's
1: my first initial last name, Jay Friedman and Friedman is F R I E D M A N at P D I. So professional dispensaries, Illinois, PDI medical, all one word.com. Uh, feel free to email me and I will respond and uh, we can have that dialogue.
0: Wonderful. Thanks so much, Joe. Thank you, Hillary. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk to Your Pharmacist, produced by the Pharmacy Advisory Group. If you liked this episode, let us know by subscribing to the podcast, rating, and reviewing it. Share it with friends. And if you want to be a guest or know a pharmacist leader who has a great story to tell, connect with me, Hillary Blackburn, on LinkedIn and check out our Facebook page, Pharmacy Advisory Group for updates on new podcasts. Thanks for listening. I hope that you all enjoyed this episode. This was something that had not been on my radar until recently since Tennessee is now looking at this. But as an industry, pharmacy and and pharmacists just need to be aware of what the potential uh, role of pharmacists might look like in this medical cannabis space. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed the episode and Joe's information is available. He loves to uh, communicate with others out there who are interested in this space and be sure to check out our website www.pharmacyadvisory.com. We'll be having more information about Joe and some of the show notes here soon. Thanks again.